welcome to a very delayed edition of the Lockdown Blues podcast, part of the Lockdown Live, on Live Network, and your number one source of daily blues content. My goodness, I can't even talk. This lightning game has been going for 15 hours. How you? How you feeling, Tommy? Uh, I'm losing all motor skills as well, man. It's 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 been an absolute grind. We're past the point of two games at this point. Yeah. Um, speaking, speaking of past the point, we are past the point of having a, a Bruins game tonight. It has just been rescheduled to 11, 11 a.m. tomorrow, right when my best friend Bruins fan has work. Um, and that's assuming this game ends before then. <laughs> yeah, that is assuming that this game ends before 11 a.m. Uh, so just to fill you guys in, about four hours ago, <laughs> four Tommy, hours. Tommy, and I, Tommy and I said, hey, man, you want to record when this lightning game ends? And and we were like, yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a great idea. We're gonna have an episode done, re- done record, an episode done recording by dinner time. Um, you know, we'll we'll be nice and ready for the afternoon games. We'll get all the morning game. We'll get the morning game talked about in the episode. Here we are, um, many hours later, uh, and we gave up. We 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 gave in to the to the to the the cruel the cruel world of of the hockey gods. Um, Wow, and they they rescheduled the Bruins game. I didn't think they would do it, honestly. My oh my god, can you imagine? All right, so just like put put it into perspective, my my buddy, uh, my Bru- my Bruins fan friend uh, was texting me. He called me actually. We were FaceTime, and he goes, "You know, I don't care how late this game goes. I'm staying up all night to watch the Bruins game. You know, it's their first playoff game. I'm so excited for it. Even though my shift starts at eleven thirty tomorrow, news just comes out. Bruins game starts at eleven a.m." That is that is right, folks miserable in perspective the volume of and the energy that is being put forth in this game. So it's like two games worth, right? 147 shots on goal total. 87 saves. Just absolutely I like breaking records left and right. Seth Jones is out there breaking record for the time on ice, dude. It's just it's it feels like a debacle at this point, but it's like it's nice that hockey's back. It's exhausting, but it's hockey in its purest form, and uh, it feels very fitting for 2020. I just got yeah, into that. It does. It, it totally feels like the tw- like like the seeing that that gif of of the the jumbotron saying seventh seventh period stretch. It just feels like everything that 2020 represents, like all the Twilight Zone uh, vibes that 2020 is given off, just perfect. Per- perfectly encompassed in this. I cannot talk right now. Blockbuster Blockbuster came back and left in the the amount of time this game has eclipsed. Oh my god. The the number one overall pick was still uh, given to team to be determined uh, when this game was beginning. Oh my god. Just absolutely insane. But very entertaining. I mean... Just watching Corpozalo do his thing. And not to take anything away from Vasilevsky either. These guys are going toe-to-toe, blow for blow. It's a heavyweight battle out there. It's just – it's beautiful to watch. And I oh – I'm like, I can't even – it feels like this is the entire series right here. Because if you lose this, I don't know how you come back. Yeah. Especially if you're yeah, for sure. putting up the for amount sure. of shots that you did. Um, yeah, you know, like a couple of my roommates who aren't even hockey fans are texting me right now, like asking for like context as to what this game means. That's how you know is like when hockey is capturing the attention of like college students who typically don't know what hockey is, that that's that's a big deal. You know, hockey's terrible. The NHL is terrible at marketing their game. So yeah. Pat McAfee tweeted about it as well. So <laughs> 
This is this is truly unbelievable. And you know what? Um, chances are, knowing knowing this game and knowing our luck, you'll you'll hear our reaction live on air um, to to when the game ends. Because of course, or even better, it's probably going to end right after we finish recording this episode. So look forward to that for sure. Um, that being said, my goodness, do we actually want to like try to talk about hockey? Uh, is that a thing that we think we can attempt to do? We can give it a okay. All right. Let's start, off, um, let's start off with this. Who do you think is more crucial to the advancement, I guess, the success of the Blue Jackets? Do you think it's Pierre-Luc Dubois or do you think it's Corpus Uh Pierre-Luc Dubois. He looks absolutely filthy out there. He looks like he has the potential to be a, a superstar in this in this league for sure. Um, just some of the plays he's making, some of the goals he's scoring ever since uh, John Tortorella got in his face like a like a, I don't even know. I don't even know what that was like. It was like a, he was like a drill sergeant basically scre- screaming up in his ear and ever since then he's looked like a you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jack your term a little bit there. He's looked like a man on fire out there. Yeah there you um, go. Like that. Um, no but he honestly has. Um, he's looked really really good and ever since they made that pick a couple of years back and everyone kind of clowned it he's very quietly shut up the haters and then i think this this playoff run is is him sort of being a little bit a little bit more loud about it i guess yeah coming out party almost um he's looked not only has he looked good because you can look good and you can still be bad if, if that makes sense like i feel like i feel like like uh mitch marner is a good example of that is like he looks like an absolute elite talent out there but at the end of the day it's still a leaf so they look pretty dumb at times just because they they pressure themselves in the corners um, Pierre Dubois looks really good and he looks really confident. He doesn't look like this is his second or third year in the league or whatever the hell it is. It looks like he's, he's out there like 15 year veteran. He's making plays that just come easily and naturally to him today. He, he scored today with like the, the shaft of his stick at the weirdest angle. And yeah. honestly, it looked like a fluke, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was completely calculated and, and, and well done by Dubois. And he's really, he's matching his energy well in the offensive zone and the defensive zone too, which I think... Uh, not that a lot of star talent or like superstar talents dog it in the defensive zone, but I feel like they definitely pay more attention to the awesome offensive zone because those the stats are sexier. Um, but having a guy on that like your team that's kind of like spearheading both ends of the ice, I feel like is crucial to success in the playoffs. But something that I feel is more crucial to the success in the playoffs is the goalie. So I'm actually going to take Corpus Allo here um, just because of the series he had against Tampa. I believe he had... Did he have two shutouts or just one? He had two. Two. Yeah, two shutouts against that series. Broke a playoff record already in this series. I feel like if he stays hot, um, he's going to be the key to success for this Blue Jackets team. Were you talking long-term in terms of playoff? Like this year's playoff run or long-term in terms of their future as a franchise? Oh, I just meant this playoff run. Oh, this playoff run, Corpus Allo, Absolutely. Uh, you answer. You ask me any question about any team and any player. The answer will always be goaltending when it comes to a playoff run. Yeah, I are feel you like kidding it. me? You could say you could say who's more important in this series, Sidney Crosby or or David Ayers, who happened to be their emergency backup goalie. I'd say David Ayers because you know what? That can be absolutely a difference maker in in a series. Is no matter who's in net, like we saw, whether it's. The Ben Bishop, you know, playing in a playing in a double overtime thriller, or Jordan Bennington, the kid who was almost in the ECHL five months ago. If they're hot at the right time, they're the difference maker in a playoff series. Now, obviously, especially if they're shutting people out. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they're shutting people out. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, they can absolutely. I mean, look at look at Carey Price and the and the, and the Montreal Canadiens. You could argue that he is the only reason that perhaps one of the best teams in the West is playing golf right now. Um, in terms of long term success, that's obviously there's a debate there. That's why I said Dubois. I think I think a forward can agree. Night, you know, night in, night out, be more important, especially that caliber. It's it's sort of like pitchers in baseball. I feel like you know you're not gonna you're not gonna win a World Series with a good pitcher alone, but a good pitcher could be the difference between winning a World Series and and you know and not. I don't think I, you know the Canadians haven't had success with Carey Price you know ever, but look what happens when they do make the playoffs. They look they've looked like a really good team. And, Solely based on goaltending. Yeah, I think I think the pitchers is a good analogy because it really doesn't even take like a good pitcher to win a World Series. It just takes right. a mediocre pitcher having like a great start, you know? Right. They only and, play like five games or whatever, so they can still make that difference if it's one of those like swing games where you're like, okay, we got lined up two aces here, then they got better pitches here. But that fifth game or whatever, it could be the swing one. So I don't know. There's a lot riding on the goalie's shoulders, and I don't think I don't think they get enough credit league wide just because I don't know. I just I just like the goalies a lot, but Oh man, these playoffs! How about off to a hell of a start, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, let's uh, let's let's wrap things up. Not wrap things up, but, but bring things in real quick, and then we will, and then we will let things lose talk in the second half of the episode. But before we do, um, I do got to remind everyone about a really important cause. I mentioned it a lot of times this week, but time is running out. Um, so we're talking about the Special Olympics, Missouri. Um, really good chance to get involved in, in a local program. That's really good. Plus, if you enter right now, you can be entered to win a brand new GMC 2020 Canyon 4x4 truck. Um, and then if also on top of that, if you enter by August 17th, you are entered also to win a, um, a vacation along top uh, on top of everything else. So a lot of stuff you can win, a lot of stuff on the line, a lot of stuff giving away now uh, between now and then. But you got to enter by August 17th to be entered to all of it um so like i said special olympics missouri really good cause if you go to somo.org somo.org slash raffle click the big green button you'll you can enter into uh twenty dollars for five tickets gets you five entries into the raffle um and most importantly it's supporting a great cause on top of it all um it's supporting the special olympics missouri like i said they have nearly seventeen thousand athletes statewide competing year round in 16 official olympic type sports and the reason that um, we're talking about it now is because they haven't been able to train nor compete since march due to covid19 but they've still been trying to offer virtual at-home programming in, in sports, health, wellness, and leadership and life skills. So they really need our support right now. Um, so definitely, like I said, go check them out. It's going to a great cause. Um, you know, they, they promote that access to healthcare isn't great for a lot of people, especially those in the disability community, but Special Olympics right now are really trying to step up to be a part of the solution for that. Um, so like I said, if you want to be entered into a raffle to win a GMC Canyon 4x4 truck and much, much more, you can go check them out at somo.org slash raffle. Click the big green button to buy raffle tickets and support a great cause. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. We're back. Where do we even go next? These playoffs. Uh, we've, well, we've had, it's been it's been one and some games. Yeah, and these playoffs are already insane. I think it's uh, important to note that there <laughs> there was a, another game that happened tonight. The Flames beat the the Dallas Stars three to two. Um, mm. Kind of like we said, I feel like they used their physicality, pr- kind of handled them pretty easily. Um, looked like they struggled there for a second, but uh, they still pulled it out in the end. Matthew Kachuk had a fight that was cool. 
took his jersey off is, is in the sin bin. He's literally just punching anything that moves at this point. If you if you look at him funny, if you if you, you know in the, in the in the cafeteria in the morning when they're getting their breakfast, if you if you take the last uh, fruit cup and he wants it, he's dropping the gloves on the ice that day. Yeah. Um, so that's always he's, he's, he's a man on a mission out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he looked he looked uh, menacing. He looked comfortable. Flames looked comfortable. Uh, it looked. I mean, the biggest thing with them, I think, is experience, and I think that showed uh, when you got a guy like Mark Giordano taking a delay a game penalty with 50 seconds left in a one goal playoff game. That's sort of where the lack of experience can get you. You know, not saying Mark Giordano is unex- inexperienced or anything like that, but it's just those type of plays are going to happen more frequently to a team like Calgary than a team like. Dallas, who who made it made a deep run last year, um, so that could definitely be a factor. Um, Important to note that day, didn't play either. That's a big right. Factor as well. Right again, big factor. At the end of the day, uh, playoff hockey is is all about whichever team produces the best sixty minute effort most of the time, um, consistently throughout a seven game series. So. Calgary did that tonight. Um, they, they gave the most consistent, complete effort uh, out of the two teams and got them a victory. Yep. Um, Blackhawks and Golden Knights are uh, still scheduled at 9.30, I believe. Yeah, 10.30 uh, 10 Eastern, 9.30 Central. That's yeah. still happening. If you, had to, if you had to predict the score of that game, Josh, what would you, what would you say? Oh, that's tough because I feel like it's either going to be like two to one or like six to five. Mm. I feel like it really depends on who grabs pace of the game early. Um, Pashy Reddy's in, right? I believe he's playing. Uh, he was back in the ball. I haven't heard otherwise. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I think it really depends. Like we saw with Chicago, they were very, very comfortable last series with opening up these high scoring games and just hoping that they scored more goals. So if Chicago sort of settles down early, I wouldn't be surprised to see a very open style of play um, that benefits them where they maybe score like a couple of quick goals and also give up some squeaky goals. But, you know, when you've got guys like Patrick Kane on your team, you can afford to play that style. So if Chicago gets that advantage, I, I could see them kind of winning, not handedly, but winning a high scoring contest but if vegas is able to sort of lock things down and and get their sort of combo style of play of yeah open-ended fast-paced hockey but also solid defensive play and really good goaltending like they're like they're known to get it could be a a lower scoring battle i think it's gonna be a really good series either way i do too it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to watch for sure um but in my opinion i think that lockdown is what uh, it's going to come down to like what you were talking about. Um, not just their defense, but their forwards as well. I feel like do a really good job of uh, getting back and back checking. Um, and I don't know if the Blackhawks will be ready for that because like you said, they want to do that open style of play. Um, so I'm going to go four to two golden Knights this game. And I yeah. think the fourth goal is going to be an empty netter. Yeah. The, the golden Knights aren't the Oilers. Um, they aren't just a two man show. Right. Um, and that two-man show almost beat the Blackhawks. So I, I really don't think the Blackhawks have the best chance on paper here. That being said, they are the Blackhawks, and they are very, 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 very pesky, um, very as we know. Playoff. Very experienced, right, which is kind of what leads to that peskiness is – they're not gonna. They're not gonna get swept. I mean, well, they, honestly, they might. Um, they might. No, well, but they're, 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 Hayes is they're, playing out of his mind. So, right. If he's got anything to say about it, they won't. They're most likely not gonna roll over easily like an inexperienced team. They're gonna be a difficult victory. But the, at the fact, the, the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, they're an old team. Their uh, their window is closed, um, and they just don't have that firepower that they had in their heyday. 
So they are very beatable, but at the same time, if you get a little too comfortable with them, like we might've seen with Edmonton, um, they can, they can make you pay because Edmonton absolutely had the opportunity to put that series away multiple times. Um, you know, if they just played a little better defensively or a little more consistently on the defense, right. Yeah, absolutely. But Chicago just kind of hung around and, and almost, almost kind of under the radar beat Edmonton. I feel like we were all talking about how good McDavid and was playing in that series and how, Oh my God, Blackhawks might get the lottery pick. And the next thing you know, Blackhawks were like, yeah, no, we're, we're fine. Um, and in hindsight, too, I feel like it's it's kind of nice that we didn't have to deal with the stress of having the Chicago Blackhawks ball ball in that lottery. That would have been a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see the video of of the Leafs the ball post like doink. double yeah. double post doink? Oh my God. goodness, that was hard Absolutely to watch. Tragic. I have friends. Uh, I, I mean, friends are Leafs fan, so I was like, I honestly kind of wanted them to get it. And then I saw my, the video. And I was like, Oh no. Um, as blue, from a Blues fan perspective, I think that might be the best the best possible outcome. Honestly, stayed out of the West, stayed out of the Central, stayed away from Toronto and Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, I think best possible situations were Florida or the Rangers, and it happened. Yep, absolutely, and, and they were way better. It wasn't like one, two, three in terms of like scenario. It was like Rangers and Florida was one and two, and then like the next best team was like Pittsburgh at like number four thousand in scenarios yeah. that I wanted to happen, and then like every and then every scenario in between was just various ways of the world imploding before that ball got pulled. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a crazy week, day, two days of hockey after six months without it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Let's take uh, let's take one more quick break, and then we will get into today's wrap. Try to somehow wrap up the craziness of today. We'll see if we can. All right, Tommy. Bit of a bit of a real time teaser for our fans. We are. Four minutes into five, fifth overtime, um, Lightning have 87 shots on goal. Blue Jackets have 60. This is real life. Um, somehow we have made it through 18 minutes of this episode without this game ending. But thank God. <laughs> what are, I mean, what are, if you could somehow possibly uh, express this in, 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 a, in a short response? What are your What are your thoughts on the playoffs so far? Um, I think. Just as a whole, it's still concerning to me, and I, like, I don't want to feel like I'm complaining just because the Blues stay, play like a physical style of play, but just league wide, like watching all these like skilled teams and like defensive teams and like physical teams have to deal with the absurd amount of penalties that are called left and right, like. It felt like that last game against Dallas. This is just one example. Like it happens across the league, but that felt like that last game against Dallas. Like we didn't see five on five action for a good like fifteen minutes of the twenty minute period, and that's just like I don't know. The the I will say the officials for um, this game going on right now have been doing a fantastic job. There's been minimal calls in OT, and I think that's how it should be. It's just kind of like the players' skills dictate who wins and not just like special teams um but yeah I'd, I'd much rather the players uh just grind it out and like if they miss a call so be it but like i don't know earn their win instead of like having to be a man down and like basically on your heels while the game winning goal goes in like that's shit i don't like yeah that. there's there's definitely an element of overall sloppiness that is is present and i think one of the areas where that's most uh, present or not most present, but most 
apparent is officiating. Like I think some of the sloppiness in terms of play, play style it just goes goes over our heads just because they're still so damn good when they're incredibly sloppy. But sloppiness leads to more penalties being committed, but also sloppiness needs to leads to officials not being at the peak of their game and also trying to kind of keep these very unorthodox games under control. So it, it leads to them not really having a grip on the game and it doesn't really feel like a full 60 minute game with penalties at appropriate times. It, it does feel choppy and, and, and broken up as a result, but I think that's just less or so like, Oh, the officials all congregated and said, we're going to call lots of penalties. It's more so just six months off from hockey. They're all getting back up the playoff speed, you know, like that, like with no preparation, there's going to be some there's going to be some some room for improvement and and right now the most obvious example is the officiating i think it'll work itself out i, I will I, say though the the presentation like all things considered with the bubble i will say the bubble has been a fantastic idea we've seen in the mlb uh that not having a bubble what kind of repercussions can happen from that um so props to the nhl for doing that and gary bettman um props for the way that they've set it up and props for uh the presentation of the actual game like on TV with the little like screens and the crowd noise it's it's felt it's felt normal it's felt like normal life in a year that's anything but um yeah so I do have to give them props for that yeah and and I said it um after the blues first round robin game when we were complaining about the the goal call at the end the fact that we're able to sit here um and bring you guys a podcast in which we complain about officiating is so incredibly lucky compared to what we're used to over the past six months of, of hell where we were, you know, I do miss the big three though. Those were fun. The big threes were fun, but like, my goodness, by big three flavors of dots or, or big three colors of sour patch kids, we were getting a little, a little redundant there. No, but, but my point being is like Sports is celebrating Stanley Cup wins and going going nuts over goals, but it's also yelling at your TVs and calling referees dumb and and tweeting angrily after a call doesn't go your way. It's all it's all sports at the end of the day. It's it's we we love sitting here and and complaining about referees and we we hate it, but we love it. You know, yeah. it, it, it's what makes hockey so great is that we can sit here and. And, and and pretend like we we would have been able to interpret things any differently if we were in an official's point of view or anything like exactly. that. It's what it, drives our passion. Right, exactly. It, it It's one of those things where, like, you know, it, it, yeah, it sucks. Um, it's been sloppy, but... It's not baseball. <laughs> it's better than nothing. It's, it's not right. It's better than nothing. We have hockey back, and and uh, the, you know, it's 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 playoff day one, and we have a, a centuple overtime game. I think that's how you say it. Um, and you know what? We are tw- twelve minutes left in that in the fifth overtime. It might go six at this point. Oh my goodness! Oh my God. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap things up then. Tommy and I are gonna hopefully check check out the end of this game. Um, and, and not and not get too too spoiled by having to record this podcast, but it's been fun. I'm glad we've been able to talk about hockey again. I've loved it. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this one up, Tommy? No, uh, I can't wait. We got Blues hockey tomorrow. Tomorrow, late night, late night. Yes, slobber knocker. Yes. Ooh, I mean, that's you read my mind. That's the word I was going for too. Um, yeah. So look for tomorrow's episode to be a recap of this 
five overtime game, as well as a preview of the Vancouver series. Next day's episode, we will recap game one uh, Friday. Who knows? Who knows what we got in store? But most importantly, we got lots of playoff hockey in store. Lots of fun stuff for you guys to watch. Let us know how you're feeling about these games on our Twitter at Locked On Blues or our Instagram. Same same handle. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Follow Tommy at Twelcher Fifteen. Let us know how you're enjoying these games. Send us your send us your thoughts, your reactions, your questions. Tell us, we are. Tell us how stupid we are. That's fine. We're gonna get stuff wrong. Yeah, I'm. I, I can't wait for it. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We're so excited to bring you these playoff themed episodes finally. So thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy playoff.